in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. This is Nick Kurita, your host, and today I'm very happy to be with you again, and thank you for tuning in with us. As you already know now, this program mainly features stories, testimonies, your walk with Jesus. And again, I would like to invite you to come with us and uh, share your stories. Every week we are blessed with new guests and they have amazing experiences with God. You can be the next guest. Please don't hesitate one moment to contact us and we'll be very happy to have you with us. We are going to start our program today with a beautiful song with Melashenko family, Step Into the Water. Please stay with us. You'll enjoy this program. Step into the water, wait out a little bit deeper, wet your feet in the water of His love. Step into the water, wait out a little bit deeper, come join angels singing praises to the Lamb of God. It is time we the people stand up for what is right. It is time we square our shoulders back, raise our swords to fight. For the Bible is our weapon, and the Spirit is our shield. The church needs more of its members to be workers in the field. Step into the water, wait out a little bit deeper. Wet your feet in the water of His love. Step into the water, wait out a little bit deeper. Come join angels singing praises to the Lamb of God. There is victory for the Christian who walks a narrow way. There has been a prize appointed for the soul that does not stray. Oh, I want to live for Jesus, be all that I should be, so that I can rest with Him forever, live eternally. into the water. Today we got uh, Ria Weinstein with us sharing uh, a true story about uh, her family and she's the narrator today on behalf of her uh, sister-in-law. Ria, God bless you and we are looking forward for this amazing story. This is the true story of my sister-in-law 
Bartha Falk Westijn and her family. With this story, I want to tell what my father and mother with their seven children experienced during World War II in 1940 till 1945. My parents, who were both full-blood Jews, converted to Christianity during the Great Depression, just before the Second World War. They joined the Seventh-day Adventist Church and were baptized by immersion in 1936. They had accepted Christ as their Savior, which was for their Orthodox Jewish family impossible to understand and totally unacceptable, especially for my maternal family. These people literally had to cover their faces when my mother's name was mentioned. For them, my mother was as good as dead. And while they lost one Jewish family, another was added to the family belonging to Christ. A few years after the war began, Holland was in 1940 overrun by the hordes of the German army. Right away, the Jews were set apart from the general population and were forced to wear yellow stars on their clothing. Every few months, the restrictions against the Jews became more severe. They were not allowed in public places like theaters or even to walk in a park. The children were banned from public schools and rich Jews had to put their money in a Jewish bank and could not freely use their money as before the war. In 1942, Hitler and his henchmen held a meeting at the Wannsee where it was decided to exterminate all the Jews of Europe. When this became known, good neighborly people who knew our family urged my father to go into hiding. But his answer always was, I cannot in good conscience endanger other people's lives. When the time comes that we have to leave, the Lord will look after us. He had a great trust in God. On the 9th of April 1943, the call came to present ourselves for transport. By mistake, we were sent to Camp Vught, where criminals were punished. There we underwent a severe regimen. Everything was taken from us. Private property did not exist in this camp, and our family was split up and put in different barracks. That was terrible. My sister Betty and I, fortunately, were placed in the same barrack. Because there were n no other beds, 
we were made to sleep at the foot of the bed with other children. Sometimes my mother had the opportunity to see us for a short time to check how we were doing. After we were there for 10 days, an infectious disease was diagnosed and nobody was allowed to be in contact with people from other barracks. As a result, my mother could no longer visit us. I felt very lonely. Betty was too. The food in Camp Vught was terrible. There was not enough and it was bad of bad quality. Almost every day we had to live on watery cabbage soup and a thin slice of kuch, sour German bread. It took four weeks before the authorities acknowledged that we were in the wrong camp. For me, those four weeks seemed like four years because of the bad circumstances. On the 9th of May 1943, we were transported to Camp Westerborg, where all the Jews from Holland were collected before they were sent to the destruction camps like Auschwitz and Sobibor. In Westerborg, we had some family life again, but when we arrived, all our hair was shaved off because of lice. At night, all men slept in the front of the barracks and the women in the back. From Holland, 107,000 Jews were transported. Out of that total, more than 102,000 died. As the Seventh-day Adventist Church does not baptize children, it was not clear to the German administration of Camp Westerborg that we children were also full members of the church as we didn't have baptismal certificates. We children were treated as non-Christians. Because of that, we were suddenly placed on a list to be transported to Auschwitz. Fortunately, that decision was reversed because one of the church ministers, at the risk of his life, entered the camp and approached the camp commander to explain that the children should be treated as if they were baptized Christians. And to everyone's surprise, he stamped our cards with a B, meaning baptized and that saved our lives it is a miracle that the minister was not arrested as no one was allowed to have anything to do with Jews for the duration of the rest of the war we were treated as Christian Jewish children Sabbath came my father like all other men in the camp, had to work wherever it was necessary. On Sabbath, Saturday, my father was called to work. 
What happened then? We still think of as a miracle. My father said to the work officer, I have never worked on Sabbath and I want to obey God, so even now I don't work on Sabbath. You would expect that my father and maybe our whole family would be punished for this. The punishment would be most likely to be sent to an extermination camp. The woman whose function it was to fill out the work lists just put a cross behind his name as if he had worked. That was a miracle. After approximately six months, another woman took over the job of filling out the work lists. The same thing as before happened again. The new officer commanded, Valk, come here, you have to work. My father again said, No, I have never worked on Sabbath, so now I also don't work. How what was about to happen came about, we still don't know. But this woman also marked the list that my father had worked. A miracle again. We see this still as a special protection by God. From 1944, the Allies were in the process of liberating Holland. On the 4th of September 1944, we were transported to Theresienstadt by train in cattle trucks. We were all packed in the carriages like herrings in a casket, jammed together on top of our luggage. There was almost no daylight and little fresh air. Three times we stopped to empty the toilet tank and get fresh water. After three days and three nights we arrived in Theresienstadt. Theresienstadt is situated in Tsjechië, close to Prague, and served as a model prison camp. In this camp the Red Cross was occasionally allowed to come and see how good the Germans were looking after the imprisoned Jews. From time to time Groups of seriously ill people with cholera, plague, typhoid, TB, etc. were intentionally placed between the other prisoners. In this way, many people died of those infectious diseases because they were already weakened and malnourished. My father's job was to burn all the bodies of those prisoners who died in the night. It is a great miracle that all my family survived these hardships. In Theresienstadt there was too little to eat and the food was of extremely bad quality. In April 1945, 
preparations were made to evacuate Camp Theresienstadt completely and transport the prisoners to Auschwitz. The Germans wanted to remove all traces of death and destruction at Theresienstadt as much as possible. Fortunately, our camp was liberated by the Russian army on the 9th of May 1945. The advance of the Russians went quicker than the Germans had expected. The Russians took over the camp and we were liberated. Yet, it still took some weeks of traveling by car, plane and truck before we arrived in our hometown Groningen, where we stayed with different people as our house was occupied by another family. After six weeks, we were able to rent a house. The previous tenants were NSBers. NSBers were hated Dutch informers who in assisted the Germans during the war. We had to buy their furniture. What had happened to our furniture, nobody knew. Even though the war was over and because we had to buy replacement furniture, our family had large debts to pay. Even worse, there was no work and my father had to live from benefits, which were just enough for us to survive. The social service benefits then were much less than the benefits nowadays. It was not easy for us to pay off the debts that were created by the war. Despite the hardships created by the war, all of us children grew up to become adults and have been successful in our lives. I am happy that we were witnesses of the miracles that happened during wartime. My father and my mother, with their seven children, survived the conflict and returned unhurt from the camps. We hope such terrible things as we experienced will never happen again. And we are very grateful to God for how he intervened on our behalf. In the footsteps of Jesus from down under. And that was a true story from the Second World War happening in Holland. Dear listeners, I would like you to consider to share your story and to encourage other people out there. They may need your experience to share with them. Please contact us through the numbers which we have provided for you and we'll be very happy to have you with us on this radio station. Our time is up again and I would like Uh, now to leave you on the, with uh, another song and until next time don't forget keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus may God bless you
Is one.